Have you ever felt like you have expressed your displeasure with another family member? It could be a parent, it could be a spouse, or someone else extended, and you were made to feel like your opinion was selfish. It was wrong of you to bring up the pain you had. You were, why are you rocking the boat? Why are you making trouble? Why do you have to always be a problem? Why do you always have to be difficult? Where you as a female are just expressing some hurt, some pain, and some suffering, and you would like it to stop. I mean, isn't it our right? So in this episode, I want to talk about that exactly how to manage the pain that sometimes our family can cause and our position when we're made to feel like we're not supposed to talk about that. We're not supposed to bring it up. We're not supposed to be difficult as females in the, in the family. What do we do with that? What does the prophet, peace be upon him, say? How could we approach that in the best of ways and still have our feelings understood, acknowledged, and all that? Let's talk about it. You know, they tell us we need to talk to a guy in the halal way and ask the right questions and that sounds great and everything, but what does that even look like and how do I do it? And as you try to figure it out yourself, you don't know what you're doing wrong, but you know it isn't working. And then the worst part after a while is you start to feel like, is there something wrong with me? And then the even bigger problem is you start searching online in mosques and centers and no one's teaching this stuff. And even our family's back home version is often not the true Islamic way. I created Mindfulness in my brand out of 25 years of experience of knowing exactly what women want and need. And we just opened our very first live workshop on interviewing guys that will help you go from feeling confused and unsure about what to do to having 100% clarity and confidence and how to ask the right questions in the right way. Now, this information doesn't exist anywhere else in the internet. We know we've looked. And if you're serious about getting real answers and real results, then this is what you've been praying for. Seats are limited. Click the link to save your seat, and I'll see you inside. Awesome. alaikum. Welcome back to the Mindful Muslima Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Mindful Muslima, coming to you twice a week on topics you care about. And um, we today are going to talk about a topic that was actually totally unexpected, was not going to talk about it. But one of the things that the Prophet, peace be upon him, did is when he saw something happening, he would address it right away which I think is what most of us wish would happen in the world, right? We see pain, we see suffering, we see difficulty, and someone would address that right away for the community, as opposed to just, you know, oh, what can we do, and all this stuff like that. The Prophet, subhanAllah, peace be upon him, he said to Salam, he never did that. Even um, sometimes he would be just, like, on his way to do one thing, he would notice a disparity, and he would just stop and address it right there. Or like I did today, just completely change the topic that he was going to talk about on a, on, on a uh, like, a hit for him, obviously, on a Friday khutbah, when, um, when he saw something needed to be said. And so in the spirit of that sunnah, that's what we're doing today in this podcast, we're going to talk about something. I have spoken to a lot of women this week. Um, I can't say their names because these are private matters, right? But I say things in this podcast that are things that we're thinking and feeling as women that we are not getting addressed. And we have to be really, really careful. And I want to say this, who we get our information from. I want it to be clear that some of us, you know, we live in different countries and Western countries and it's really, really hard. Even though I know we want to think that we have our own way of thinking as Muslims to not be um, influenced at all by the people around us and their ideologies. But we have to always ask ourselves, what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
say is the best response for this situation. What is the Rasulullah What did he teach us is the best response? So inshallah, bismillah, we're going to share some of that today. But sometimes we have family members who make us feel really, really small. They don't necessarily mean to do that. And like I've talked about in a lot of um, podcasts before, sometimes they don't have the tools, right? Like I mentioned, I hope you're getting that right here. You know, instead of saying, you know, oh, you know, they did it on purpose, they this, they that. I want us to slow down. One of the things we need to learn how to do as human beings, male or female, is we have to learn to seek to understand a situation and understand it for what it is, not for what it just feels like not for what it just looks like, you know? And it had me thinking. It had me thinking about many things. Even I think, um, even on Instagram, I posted a particular post recently, and there was a lot of reaction to it, I think, because we weren't necessarily coming at it from the approach of the sunnah, which is when the Prophet, peace be upon him, would see something, he would look at it, and he would try to figure out what was happening. He was very, very slow to attempt to pretend he understood it from the get-go. And instead of just looking at something and labeling it for something, he would walk over and investigate. He would walk over and ask questions. And he would always not be afraid to say the truth about the situation, but he knew how to handle it in many ways. And you know, it's funny, I was on a halakha the other day, and one of the women said... Um, you know, we'd love to know more about like how the Prophet, peace be upon him, handled challenges. Now, we are going to be doing a lot more of that in the podcast. I want to tell you some cool things that are coming up. And I want to tell you about a book that I have in front of me right now called The Prophet's Method of Correcting Other People's Mistakes. And that's a really, really powerful book. It's really great. Um, it's by um, Hamid Saleh Al-Munajid. And um, it's something that I picked up a long, long time ago um, in regards to how he handled things because obviously we're all going through conflict all the time with other people and kind of conflict resolution is super important. And sometimes if we're not able to navigate those waters, we can feel like I was talking about earlier, which is we could feel small. We could feel like people are not allowing us to speak our, our peace or our truth about ourselves. But I want to say something in general for all human beings, male or female, um, how we say things is just as important as what we say. I'm going to say that again. How we say things is just as important. Also, how we look at things is important. And slowing down and calmly approaching as opposed to assuming and reading into is really, really the sunnah and the legacy that the Prophet, peace be upon him, left. And a lot of us, we're really emotionally overwhelmed right now. Sometimes it can make us a bit reactive. And we have to kind of take a step back all of us, myself included, and just say, what is really happening? What's the best way of dealing with it? Not based on my personal opinion, not based on whatever I'm projecting from, um, you know, what seems to be taught to me, you know, in my upbringing here of whatever country you're in. Because many times, I don't care if you're in the East and you're in the West, the way we approach problems can be very un-Islamic. I'm going to be very, very frank here. And we dive into things. And we make assumptions about other people. And it reminded me of this uh, hadith from Sahih Bukhari, where is the report where a man passed by the, uh, the Prophet, peace be upon him, uh, who asked a man sitting by him, what do you think of that man? And he said, he is one of the noblest people by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the Prophet, peace be upon him, he proposed um, by Allah, if he proposed marriage, excuse me, he deserves to be accepted. 
And if he intercedes, he deserves to have his intercession accepted. So what do we have here? We have two men sitting down, looking at another man passing by and making these assumptions about that man. What do you think about this guy? This is what I think. Notice the word I, right? Now what Allah thinks about the guy, right? I, right? And uh, the messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, he didn't say, he saw this happening, didn't say anything, right? Then another man passed by and the messenger of Allah asked uh, the man with him, what do you think of that man? What do you think of him? And the man said, oh, messenger of Allah, he is one of the poor Muslims. If he proposes marriage, he does not deserve to be accepted. If he intercedes, he does not deserve to have his intercession accepted. And if he speaks, he does not deserve to be heard. And the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, this man is better than the earth full of men like the other man. Now, what can we learn from this hadith? couple things when we look at things from our perspective sometimes it's incorrect okay sometimes we're projecting our ideas of what is right and wrong onto things where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala might think otherwise and that's really important our ability to not do that is really related a lot to our own arrogance and I say that um, knowing that could um, make some people go wait a minute what what are you saying there and I know that but I'm gonna I'm just give me a sec Give me a second to go with that. Um, one of the most important things that we have to do as human beings is to humble ourselves in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I'm talking about other people. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sometimes there's things, Islamically, sisters, that we don't understand about Islam. And it gets us feeling a little bit like, hmm, do I really have to do that? Do I really have to wear hijab? Do I really have to this? Do I really? It's us questioning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If we're really honest, if Allah made some type of a ruling, and we're questioning that ruling. Who are we really questioning? Are we questioning the ruling or are we questioning the, the creator of the ruling or the creator of the perspective, right? So we have to be really, really careful. So what the Prophet, peace be upon him, did here is he's challenging the men. He's saying, you are coming up with these ideas. This guy is this, this guy is this. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala thinks otherwise. So we have to be really, really careful that when we label things, we're 100% sure that the perspective that we have is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But beyond that, let's just talk about resolving our issues with our families today. Let's say, and I've heard these, I had these common situations come up and I wanted to bring them up to see if they're familiar to you and see if it can help you to resolve some pain that's inside of you. Okay, so for example, I had a sister call me up uh, in one of the consultations that we do. You guys know we do that. And um, she was really, really struggling with, she was actually doing a fabulous job. I was actually super proud of her. She was really, really working through and learning the right way to do things Islamically in regards to marriage. A lot of you guys know it's a topic we talk about here a lot. How to, um, how to get married and how to resolve things in marriages according to the Quran and Sunnah. We're not talking about like the depths of psychology here. We're talking about literally Islamic approach as opposed to, you know, and there is some, some psychology maybe that would be in there. But for the most part, again, we're talking about Allah's way, not the way of whatever countries and cultures were in and so subhanallah she was getting really really good at um considering things in her culture that i guess originally you know sometimes we're all born to think this is right and wrong but as we start to get older we start to question right <laughs> like wait is that really something i have to do now she was questioning um actually a decision that her parents had made and this happens to a lot of girls and i'm not going to go into the topic too much but they go abroad to learn and study and they're away from their parents so this girl in particular she had an incident or she was away and she was in another country and men were approaching her and she was really struggling because she's 
she's you know a pretty girl she's in the middle of a foreign land of wherever you know not her not her homeland her home country and there's a whole bunch of guys and she's marriageable age and she's kind of interested in getting married and people are approaching her but the unfortunate thing is they were taking advantage of her by the time we got kind of to the down of it, even though some of them were Muslim and some of them were, um, you know, maybe they were thinking in the best of intentions, they were taking advantage a little bit of her. And so um, she finally, and, she, and it was really hard because sometimes sisters, guys will take advantage because they see a situation. And that's not every guy. Let's be really fair. We don't do sweeping generalizations here. That would be incorrect and that would be un-Islamic. We're talking about sometimes, we have to say sometimes, right? <laughs> Please inject the phrase. Um, that happens. And so what happens was, it was, right? And she was really, really struggling because she felt like, you know, he was making passes at her, he was telling her, you know, all these things she wanted to hear. But in the end, he really had no intention of marrying her. And so she, you know, put the brakes on it and was like, hey, you know, I really appreciate you saying all these things. I really like your character. Why don't we talk instead about, like, if this is um, possible to for us to get married. Now, should she be having these conversations alone without her parents? 100% no. But I'm just saying, you know, with all fairness, she was trying to sway the conversation in a better way and he gave all the reasons why it's not possible right now and, and I'm not going to go on to what else he said because it was quite shocking but at the end of the day he basically showed her he's not interested in any of that and then she felt really taken back she went into a state of depression and anxiety because she really had told herself this person is a good person and then they wouldn't marry her so then she went home and for weeks she was depressed she was depressed about why she wasn't good enough. And I bring this one up first, even though it's not related to family, to tell us about what sometimes is happening in our community. So I'm going to connect the family issue here. She went on to her parents, and she has been learning about the dean a lot more. And this happens with women who want to get more religious. You know, it's really, really hard for them because their parents still think like back home. Right. And so this is something we brought up and we're going to bring up even more this month, a lot in June about the things that we're doing in our families when our women want to get married. They're making we're making it really, really hard for them. We're making them focus on things that have nothing to do with Islam as the right and wrongs of things. And it's something I wanted to introduce here that sometimes we're being made to feel bad because we're bringing up what's important to us. We're being made to feel like, hey, that wouldn't work for us. For example, women who are like, you know what? I want to be open to marrying a guy that's good. Not just a guy who's from my country. Not just a guy who's from this village in particular, you know, or my cousin or whatever. Like, I want to talk about marrying a good religious guy. And the parents are like, nonsense. What do you know about this process? You know, we have to look at his degree. We have to look at his CV, his bio data, or whatever people are going. It depends on different cultures. They call them different things. And I'm very aware of all those doing this 20 years. And they're getting really deep into like almost shaming her for having thinking otherwise, questioning the family approach. I have other sisters in this from certain countries and certain continents in particular, I'm going to be honest, that come to me and say, I want to do it the right way. I'm asking my father to help me get married. And um, he's telling me, look, I don't do that. Like you go find a guy. If you think the guy's going to be good enough, bring him home and we'll, now I mean like bring him home as in like something bad. I mean, just saying like approach him to us and we will take it from there. So what he's essentially telling his daughter is I'm going to send you off for you to go find a guy alone, which is obviously totally un-Islamically aligned and, um, you know, go, go figure that out on your own and come back to me. So the women are calling me up, sis, I don't know. 
I just feel this is wrong. Should I be doing this? And then when she tells her father that, when I tell my father or my mother, you know, I don't feel comfortable, they're like, oh, you know, and they're shaming them. Right? The girl is actually right. Right? And the other one where the girl's like, hey, you know what? I want to like look for a guy for religion. I don't want necessarily my country. It's like, oh, be quiet, be quiet. We're going to go get like a rishta or somebody. They're going to find you somebody. Just don't worry about this. We got this. And, and the girl says, I'm sitting for interview after interview with these guys that are clearly uninterested in raising a family by the Islamic way, by the prophetic way over our cultural way. And I say these things to you guys because I want you to see some of the things that are happening and how sometimes we finally are learning the truth and then we are being showed that there's something wrong with that, okay? And I'm going to give you another instance of marriage, okay? Because the other day, um, we also we posted something related to men and how men respond to things. So I was talking to a sister who was really, really struggling with um, her husband. Now, in this particular situation, I would say that her husband's behavior was definitely questionable at certain levels. And at the end of the day, without getting too much into her personal details, what I will say is this. A lot of things he, were doing, he was doing were, was un-Islamic. It really, really just downright was. Now, there's sometimes where men do things that we don't understand, which is, again, why I said the prophet's way of approaching things is it's kind of like it's, it's the best saying I heard um, that is the more like modern version of this is um, Stephen Covey. If you ever read that book, um, Seven, ha- like, think that the Seven Habits of S- Successful People or you know, like something like this, he said, seek first to understand. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. This is exactly what the prophet did. So he would approach a situation and, and notice it for what it was. How is this person responding to this situation? He would just recognize it. So the other day, I was posting something on Instagram where we were just doing that. We were showing that there's this first stage of conflict resolution, which is just seeking to understand the other person. Many people read into it as um, us excusing the other person, us defending the other person, us this and that, the other person. But those are all things where people are just reading into things. And, you know, you know, with the Internet, you can't control everybody's reading into. And, you know, you can say, oh, you know, you could put more explanation for this and this. And we did. But, you know, still it's not enough. It's not enough. It's not enough. Okay, here's the thing. The first stage, if we're unaware, so this makes us think, well, maybe our community is not aware of the first stage. The first stage is to seek to understand the situations, not to jump to assumptions, which is the hadith basically also I was mentioning before, which is, you know, we're looking at people and we're making these assumptions. Now, obviously, it looked it kind of clear that it was like, this guy's poor, this guy's rich, this guy's awesome, this guy's not. Clearly, that's like more obvious, right? But the, sometimes there's less obvious ones where we're, we're going to look, hey, this person did this that must be wrong, that must be horrible, that must be abusive. Is it though? Is it, is it, more, is it more important for us to label what is happening um, in certain instances or to seek to understand it first and then try to label it in terms of what makes sense in our world? So I want us to withhold from labeling. It's a very reactionary thing, like a knee-jerky thing that we feel the need to do as human beings. And I want us to withhold from that because the prophet withheld. What if every time the prophet, peace be upon him, he saw somebody doing something bad, if he ran up to them and he wagged wagged his finger at them? That is not what he did. He was the most calm, approachable, cool-headed person you've ever met. What a beautiful example for humanity. He would go up to something and inquire. He would go up to something and be like, did you know? 
He would ask the person, did you know this is haram? Did you know? He didn't say, this is haram. He would say, did you know this is this? And did you know this? Did you consider this? Asking to, to understand. Do you get me? So when we have family members, it's really important when we're fighting with them or hopefully not fighting, but I know we do, right? Having this conflict and trying to resolve that we first seek to understand the other person. Okay, so I encourage this to the other sister who was having an issue with her husband. And she did. And unfortunately, his responses were un-Islamic, but just kind of confirming what was there. But what really, really, you know, which was what she needed to know. Okay, cool. Now we know. Now we're going to take the next step. But until we confirm first um, and hear the other person's side, sometimes we can assume what's happening and it's one thing and another. And that happens in fights, right? We always think like, well, this is what must have happened. This is what they must be thinking. But this comes from a place of complete arrogance. We don't actually know. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran that he knows what is in the chests of men and women. Like he knows. We only wish we knew, right? We think we know. We assume we know. But we should ask. Asking is incredibly powerful. So I encourage us, if we get nothing out of this podcast, when you have a problem with someone, ask before you tell. It's really, really powerful. So anyway, to get on to the pain part of the family and the, and the shaming, which I feel sad for, she finally had gotten the strength to say, you know what, I don't want to do this anymore in this marriage. This doesn't feel healthy. This doesn't feel good. I feel very overwhelmed. It's very damaging for myself and my children. And I feel like I need to say here, enough is enough. I've had that in more than one conversation this week with women. She felt the need to say that. Now, are we talking about divorce? Nope. Are we talking about separation? Nope. That's not necessary right now. I'm just talking about one human being asking for their human rights, which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala most definitely affords to women. Women do not have to sit in situations that are completely abusive or difficult. And I want us to be really, really careful of what we label abusive because I see this word being tossed around. Oh, you know, my husband doesn't want to talk to me. That's abusive. No, no, it's not actually, actually. And I don't know who, who gave the person the right to say that. If I as a female am hurt from my husband and I don't want to talk to him, I'm actually allowed that's actually allowed. So let me make it clear. It's allowed for a man to do that. It's allowed for a woman to do that. I've heard people throwing things on posts and things recently as that's abusive, that's this. Where are you getting this information from? That is absolutely not true. What the prophet, peace be upon him, said is that we cannot withhold talking from another family member for th- after three days. We're allowed to feel upset and silent and retreat. And sometimes it can feel to the other person like we're giving them the cold shoulder. But usually it's that we're managing our pain right now and we need a moment. As females, as males, they do the same. So what are we supposed to do when the spouse does that, male or female? We're supposed to seek to understand why they're doing that. Not go like, oh my gosh, who do they think they are, blah, blah, blah. That's the bad reactive kibber aggressive type manner, which is actually not what the prophet did. If the prophet had one of his wives be quiet for him 
you know, sometimes the wives, <laughs> they would show their displeasure by saying the prophet of Ibrahim, Aisha, she did this, subhanAllah, radiallahu anha. She always says, oh, the prophet of Allah, you know, she refers to her husband. But if she wanted to show him she's upset, she would say the prophet of Ibrahim, or this, she, she would like, she would, not get, not refer to him directly like it's a, it's a long story but the point is we are allowed to show our displeasure and so are our spouses we are allowed to show our displeasure and so are our parents we're allowed to have times of silence but it cannot be more than three days we cannot this is the sunnah so if we're going to make statements we have to go and look what is actually allowed and not allowed so being quiet in pain is okay but the thing I want us to understand is, as women, we don't have to stay in suffering and be ignored. And we're allowed to express our needs. But what's happening is, oftentimes, sometimes, because it's very cultural, it's very cultural to tell you to be quiet. Stop rocking the boat. Stop making trouble. Why are you trying to make a divorce? Why are you trying to, to talk about this thing that's happening in the family that no one else is talking about? You know, be quiet. No, you don't have to. But I want us to be super careful because I'm seeing some type of way that we're addressing things as women out in the world and in the internet. And I want us to be really, really careful. I said to you in the beginning, how you say things is just as important as what you say. We have to choose our words carefully. We have to seek to understand and then approach. I want us to slow down, but I never want us to ignore I never want us to feel that that means or that translates into be quiet. Not at all. Absolutely not at all. The prophet handled things in a very calm, cool, and collected way. Now, again, I'm going to refer to this book really quickly. Awesome book. And if you're interested in hearing more from it, definitely let me know by DMing on Instagram. It's called The Prophet's Methods of Correcting Other People's Mistakes. I'm going to read in some of the things that were mentioned in here. It says... Um, making the distinction between one who errors out of, and then he goes into like arrogance and one who errors out of not knowing. He actually used to go and figure out and make the distinction. So if he saw somebody doing something absolutely like ridiculously bad, he never would go wag his finger. He would inquire because he wanted to know if the person was doing it out of arrogance or out of miseducation. He would go to find out the distinction and then if it was one, he would handle it that way. And if it was one, he would handle it the other way. The first thing we do is to seek to understand. First thing we do is we inquire or we try to understand where the other person is and what they're doing and thinking about why. Most of us don't care about that. Okay. We care about ourselves. <laughs> we care about how they're making us feel, but they make me feel like this. That's not fair. They shouldn't have to do this. Yeah. We're not dismissing that. Let's be so clear. We're not dismissing that, guys. We're saying is, first, understand what you're dealing with, really. I had a, a woman the other day. I was speaking to the sister, and I felt so horrible for her. You know, she really was an amazing woman, and she was really, really, for the first time in her life, standing up about something that she felt that was happening to her that was really, really painful, that she should have never had to deal with. Okay, And when she looked to her parents for support, they told her, why are you doing this to our family? Why are you causing problems? Why don't you just be quiet about it? Why don't you go back home and be quiet? And that is from culture, sisters. Islamically, 
We don't have to. But let me tell you what is not, what is also from culture and not from Islam. The Western culture is for us to scream and wave and scream the words abuse. And that, ladies, we have to calm down. We have to slow down. No one is saying we should, we should put up with these things. We're saying handle them by the Quran and Sunnah with evidence of the proper way to respond as opposed to the emotional um, reactive way that we're taught to do as women. We go from one extreme to the other in our countries, you know? Like in one, one extreme in many cultures, you should be quiet, be quiet, don't say anything, don't talk. And then in the other one, it's like, yeah, get your rights, take care of you, do your thing. Both are incorrect, okay? Let's just be clear. You know, don't let him do that to you. Yeah, okay. But that's not the way to handle it. It's the how that they're screwing up. Both of them are wrong. One is coming at it super strong, and one of it is coming out super dismissive. Both are are not prophetic. Both are not from the Quran and Sunnah. So let's learn about what is. So making a distinction between mistakes uh, um, stemming from this and mistakes stemming from that. The Prophet, peace be upon him, would go and find out which it was first. And you say, no, you don't, you don't need to, I don't need to figure it out, sis. I know what it is. I'm going to go, it's this. It's coming from arrogance, sister. Please, we have to slow down. Please, the Prophet didn't talk like this. How we, we feel to talk like this. The Prophet didn't talk like this. We have to calm down. I'm not saying that you don't have a right to ABC. I'm saying, women, we often are mistreated. I get it, and I agree. But I'm saying, let's do it the right way, right? Let's handle it the right way, as opposed to, and most people don't know because they weren't taught. To be fair, ah, here once again, are they doing it out of arrogance or are they doing it out of not being taught the right way? Mm, there's a very big difference between someone who knows the right way and does something else anyway, and someone who has no idea how to handle that and handles it wrong. And we have to come from a place of compassion. And I'm going to show you right now in ending kind of the difference between, and this is a very complicated conversation. Let me just say this right now. I mean, let me just identify this conversation for what it is, which is very, very complex. It's not super simple. So I don't want everybody to come out of it like going like, she said this, please, please don't put words in my mouth. It's very, very complex. We are we're at a place where I'm telling you, culturally, a lot of you are being shamed for things that you're saying, for wanting to have a religious guy, for wanting to do this or that. For you're, you're coming from a place where you absolutely 100% deserve, deserve to be heard. But we have to be really careful. Then once we understand that, yeah, okay, this one I deserve to be heard, that we handle it in the way that the prophet, peace be upon him, handled things, I'm going to repeat again, which is first inquiring, not accusing. Okay? So I'm going to be really, really clear that that's what we're promoting here. We're promoting the prophet, peace be upon him's way of managing missteps, which is first to seek to understand. So if I go through this book, he talks about, um, you know, being careful, less to correct the mistake, the mistake can sometimes lead to this. He was very... Um, strategic. 
it was, it's amazing. The prophet peace be upon him. We can learn so much from the way that he resolved things. And so that's what we're encouraging here at Mindful Muslima, nothing else, nothing out of personal opinion. And so we encourage you sisters to understand that a lot of us were going through things, we're being made to feel a certain way. I want us to learn how to label it as cultural versus, you know, Islamic. As um, my parents, they didn't know that's the way they were raised versus this is what I need to do now with my family because we know a better way. We know Islam. When I say a better way, I mean Islam. I don't know, like, I don't mean like a modern way. That's not what I mean. Islam. And so if I understand the Islamic way of doing things, I might do things a bit better. Now, what we're going to be talking about in the podcast, if I haven't mentioned enough already in the beginning, is that we're going to be doing a lot of things about having to um, show you what some of those ways are in choosing friends, in raising your children, in, um, you know, all types of things. And one of the things that we're going to be doing in all of June is helping you to understand also how to approach even spouse seeking. That's something that we bring up a lot because a lot of women are dealing with it and then they go home to their families and their families are telling them the wrong thing. This is why we're focusing so much on it. And it's really quite an epidemic. So what we're going to say is that I'm really, really excited. And I put it in the description below. Don't forget um, today to go and click the link and check out uh, a workshop that I'm going to be having on more specifics on how to the Islamic way with that. I'm very, very excited because we came up with an interview workshop that is actually the only one that I've ever seen on the internet. We've looked, we've looked and looked, which actually talks to you how to sit down and talk to the guy properly. Now, if you're a woman who's looking to get married for the first time, if you're divorced and you now are scared to get married again, which you know is, a, is, is very, very common. And I, you know, for me from the podcast, I was divorced and remarried. I did it wrong the first time because nobody taught me. That's what I mean, making mistakes out of miseducation as opposed to arrogance and how do I, I know I didn't know. You don't know what you don't know, right? My parents didn't teach me that. So then I learned the Islamic way, sat under scholars. And I'm not talking about like haram. I'm just talking about like the the, the choice process. I, I didn't understand the proper way. And then I did. And I told you before, and I have a um, podcast. You can go back and listen to it if you're curious. Where I'm, the only podcast where my husband's on it, which is, um, I think it's my love story. I actually have it in there. So if you ever want to listen to it, you can. Um, and it's where I explain like just the benefit of, of this. And I, uh, my husband and I talk a bit about, about a couple things. So subhanAllah, what I want you to know is this way really, really works because it is Allah's way and who's the best uh, knower of how things work. So we're going to go into teaching you that. Really excited. It's going to be June 17, 18, 19. I've been talking about on the podcast, this workshop, and you can finally register. And if you're there early, we're going to do bonus lessons with you on most common mistakes in interviews and how not to make them, you know, why the interview is so critical. When I say interview, I'm talking about like sitting down with the guy and, and, and talking to him and figuring out if he's for you type of thing and how it should be done and stuff. We go deep into it. So definitely be there with us. Do not miss this opportunity because it's only coming once in this year. And inshallah, the link below is in the description. Get on in there with us. But what I want to say in today is sisters, we have to learn the way to approach things in a better way. Otherwise, we're going to continue to sit in pain and frustration. And that is what all about we're all about here, which is empowering our women to, to live a better way so they can become the best versions of themselves and women of impact. All right? Love you all for the sake of Allah. Have an amazing, amazing weekend. Assalamu alaikum. Rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.